Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Quick Snap Podcast. It's a Thursday. That means it's just me and Scott. That means we're nearly at the end of the week. I know I need the weekend, Scott. How about you? Yeah, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a crazy week, and we don't even have, don't have any football to look forward to this weekend. What's that There's about? no even NFL, no NFL week, release. Even like, you know, normal years got Pro Bowl, which is a bit of a joke game, but it's a bit of fun. We don't have that. So, I know. yeah, it is a sad week, but it's just a big build up to Super Bowl, which we all love, don't we? So, we do. you know, it gives us time to everyone in the NFL community to spend about 20 hours talking about, about one game, about questioning one game. everything. So, exactly. And we'll all be fed up with it by the time it comes around. Well, I for one will not be. I will be excited. <laughs> no, I, I will be nervous. I'll probably be more nervous than excited, to be honest. I um, fully intend to not to sleep for about three days. I'm not even properly involved with this. Like, yes, as a fan, you're emotionally invested, but it's not like I'm playing. It's not like I work for the books. Like, it, I think, it I've, let, like it's I think good I've letting cause... it take over me a bit too much. Yeah, it sounds like it's a good thing you don't work for books because if you're that nervous as a fan, then oh, exactly. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how you'd go. But exactly. yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. Books. Uh, I I'm a fan of a similar kind of similar kind of uh, team, so I get it. I 100 yeah. percent get how I'd be if Raiders were in it. So yeah. Well, Fair both place, of our um, to... both of our teams have a pirate as a logo, so or very I mean, strong association with a pirate. Yeah, and you you've got a. Slightly more successful last twenty years than my. But, you guys have know. got a great song though. The the autumn wind. The autumn a, wind. It is, a, it is a good song. Is a uh, raider. Yeah, that is a good. Song. Anyway, before I start singing, <laughs> which nobody wants to hear, we'll go on to my favorite part of the week, which is blind date. Let's take this one away, Scott. Cheers, mate. Well, there's a bit of a theme tonight's episode, guys. So, with that theme, blind date tonight is a head coach edition. 
First time we're doing this. Quite fun. Exciting. Yeah. Got enough of the quarterbacks for now. Let's go on to head coaches. Uh, so I've got a couple of rounds for you. Got some the top some top few uh, current head coaches and some all time legends who have all retired. So we'll start with the current coaches and three yep. head coach three head coaches. Uh, coach one is. All-time record is 128 wins to 79 losses. So that's a 0.62 win ratio. And in the playoffs, he's had 11 wins versus eight losses with one Super Bowl uh, victory. Mm -hmm. Then player two, uh, sorry, player two, coach two, has 221 wins for 130 losses. So that's a 0.629 record, slightly higher. Um, Obviously, a lot more games. He's had 17 wins in the playoffs versus 14 losses. Uh, it's a pretty similar playoff record and also had one Super Bowl win, but he's had one loss in the Super Bowl as well. And Coach Free, 145 wins versus 94 losses and one tie. So it's a 0.606, mm-hmm. uh, slightly lowest of the lot. Uh, 11 wins, 10 losses in the playoffs. And he's also had one win in the Super Bowl and one loss. So your first guy... Only made it to one Super Bowl, but he won it. So he's yeah, there's some strong um, percentage wins here as well, like I strong mean, winning percentages. These are, yeah, these are some pretty uh, pretty decent all-time records, never mind for current coaches. So, uh, yeah, they're all going to be... I'd say these guys are going to be all pushing Hall of Fame when they finish, but that's just my mm-hmm. Two out of three, definitely. Um, who, who, do you, who would you rather have as your coach off based off those records? Uh, you're starting a franchise now. Who, who are you taking? I'll be taking Coach 2, I think. So there's quite a lot Coach of playoff two. losses there. I mean, he's got a huge amount of wins, 221 wins. He's got the highest winning percentage as well, just under yeah, it does. 3%. And then even though there's 14 losses in the playoffs, 17 wins, and to be a part of 31 games is insane. 31 yeah, playoff I mean, games. Ari, Ari texted in with his little thoughts. Uh, he also said he'd, he'd pick Coach 2. Mm-hmm. I probably would agree. Just, I mean, between, Coach Free had probably right off by the fact that he's got a few, like, his, his win percentage isn't quite as good. His playoff losses is almost 50 50. Mm-hmm. Um, coach one and two are pretty close to me, but Coach two has definitely had the longevity of it, uh, yep. which I think counts for something. If you've got an extra 100 wins nearly in your career, it's a lot, isn't it? You've been, you've, been, you've been doing it a long time. You've been you've doing, been, you've been doing yeah. it. So, do you want to have a guess who they are? They are all current coaches. So, I think two, just because the number of wins, so obviously you've been doing it for a long time, I'll probably go Andy Reid because I don't know, obviously apart from Belichick, who's been doing it for that long. Obviously Belichick would have all of those playoff wins and all those Super Bowl wins. You're spot on, it is Andy Reid. Like I said, obviously, yeah, the fact that it's not got five Super Bowls gives away the fact that none of these are Belichick. So I didn't didn't want to be that obvious. I mean, that would (laughs) have been a bit stupid. Uh, You're right, it's Andy Reid. I'd go with Andy Reid out of this. This lot just, yeah. It's weird though to say that until last year he was the coach that couldn't win a big one, and now he's the know, yeah, and that, it's, it's a bit of a weird flip. Yeah. Now he's won a Super Bowl. I think it's, I think a lot of that though is just Mahomes, like the combination of him and Mahomes seems so perfect that it is a, together. Like, you know, maybe if it was a one off and he didn't have Mahomes as a quarterback, he had a quarterback like Joe Flacco who hit a lucky streak and they mm. blitzed their way through the playoffs. But apart from that one time, the quarterback didn't look so good that maybe we wouldn't be as high yeah. on Andy Reid. But 
Yasmin Holmes. I mean, the other thing about Andy Reid, his his uh, record off the bye is ridiculous. I don't have it on hand, but it is like a it's a ridiculous record off the bye. So he's also yeah. Um, other two coaches, you know, I guess one is fairly, it's still fairly young to have that that much of a yeah. record. Um, the other's very old. Is very old. Is one of them? Um, oh, is one of them Pete Carroll very old? Yeah. Which one? I mean, the Super Bowls should help. Pete Carroll's lost one, two Super yeah, Bowls. He's lost one, one yeah. One, so that's, that's, that's coach three. three. It is. His playoff record's not that impressive. I mean, to say he's won a Super Bowl and been to another, that that accounts for at least, what, five, six playoff wins? Which yeah. means the rest of his seasons, he must be five and ten. Mm. That's not a great playoff record, but uh, he still won a Super Bowl, been to another. Having Russ on a rookie contract as a third rounder probably helped. Probably, but, um, and and but, the Legion um, of Boom. Yeah, and, Legion and of an him. incredible pass rush. <laughs> so he had a bit of help, but he still coached him. Still won. Yeah, yeah. So fair play. Um, but yeah, probably not. Probably the least impressive record of all those three. Um, coach one, you got any idea? Not really. He's got a brother who also coaches, but no. Oh, so that'd be Harbour then, won't it? It, it is Harbour. Sean Harbour, yeah. Um, I think he's got a really good, to be fair, that's a really impressive record considering he's had Flacco as a, as a quarterback for most of that. Yeah, and they've... Say what you want about that first season, he was class, but the rest of the time, he's been shite. They've, they've, yeah, they've never had a great quarterback, really, no. when you think about it. It's... They've always just played that franchise since, you know, they took them from Cleveland has just always been built on defence. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually forgot that John Harbaugh hadn't won both Super Bowls the Ravens. I forgot that it was... It was uh, Brian Billick. Brian Billick, yep. Yeah. When I was looking through it, I was like, oh, yeah, John Harbaugh's won too, and I realised it was Brian Billick. But yeah. still, never lost one, so he's got a decent record. You'd take right. that, wouldn't you? You'd take that, yeah. Let's go to all-time legends. These are some fun ones. Um, I'd be impressed if you get these spot on, but you might, you should have an idea, I think. They're all big names. So, coach one. Um, quite a low win-loss record, actually. Only coach for 10 years. So, 92 wins versus 59 losses. So it's 0.609 uh, win percentage. Yeah. But in the playoffs, 10 wins versus four losses and won three Super Bowls, never losing one. Never lost uh, a Super Bowl. Never lost a, no, never lost one. Had a very good record. Uh, coach two, uh, 172 wins, 130 losses and a tie, which is 0.569. So a bit of a low percentage, but obviously a lot longer career. 11 wins and eight losses in the playoffs, but he also had two wins. And a loss in a Super Bowl. So they made, made it to three Super Bowls and won two. Yeah. Uh, coach three, 154 wins and 94 losses. It's 0.621. So he's got the best win percentage. Mm-hmm. 17 wins, seven losses in the playoffs. So most playoff wins, two. That's a good and playoff record. Super, yeah, that is a good, very good. Three Super Bowl wins and one loss in a Super Bowl. So made it to four. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, again, didn't go with the obvious Belichick, but. Yeah, three all-time, three all-time legends. Is one of the people with three Bill Walsh? Which one? I think a Joe Montana should help. I yeah, I don't think he lost one, so I'll go with Coach One. You're right, it's Bill Walsh. Yeah, Montana never lost one. Bill Walsh never lost me. Um, I surprised me he only coached for ten years. I kind of think of Bill Walsh as like all-time legend. He was quite old, yeah. though, wasn't he? Because at the time, the West Coast offense was something that was only in college and no one thought it would ever work in the NFL because the NFL was just a bunch of stiffs back then. Yeah, true. There was no sort of innovation that was all happening in college. 
fairly similar to day, to be fair. Um, so you're saying yeah. that Cliff Kingsbury is the new Bill Walsh, is that what you're saying? Absolutely not, Christ. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan <laughs> and Sean McVeigh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just wanted to see what, what kind of reaction I get. Yeah, spat they, my um... slider all over the laptop then. <laughs> they, um, it is crazy that, yeah, you're right, he only did 10 years, but if he came in late, I kind of didn't really, I'm not sure how old he was, but it was still three Super Bowl wins, uh, never losing one. That is a great record out of 10 seasons. Mm-hmm. And I think he started off really badly as well. I'm sure he had like a free win season to start off and everyone questioned him, but no, fair enough. Right. Any idea on the other two? Not really on coach three. I can't really think who else has been in four Super Bowls. It's going to be really obvious and I'll so, probably hit myself in the head. But it's it's a franchise that right now you can't ever really imagine getting to a Super Bowl. Not it's not the Jets or the Lions, but it's one of those types. Um mm-hmm. but actually has a good history. Um he the the one of the quarterbacks in one of the Super Bowl wins was the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Oh, um, it's yep. it was for Washington. So it's, it's for Washington, yeah. Um, Come on, give me the quarterback or the coach. Fuck what the guy's name. <laughs> well, the the quarterback I really should know his name because he works for the team now. And he was at Tampa. He was at Tampa, yeah. And the Tampa owner was racist and didn't want to pay a black quarterback. I didn't know that. I mean... <laughs> I, it, I knew he was at Tampa, I didn't know that. I mean, but, it probably wasn't... It was probably never reported as that, but yeah, let's be honest, yeah. if you weren't going to pay him, yeah, that's why. Oh, so fuck, Doug, what's Doug, his name? Doug Williams is the quarterback. That's the one. But the coach, the coach. Um, Gibbs, Joe Gibbs. There you go, Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. I, I'd have to go with Gibbs out of these. As much as Bill Walsh never lost a Super Bowl, the, the longevity that Joe Gibbs had, and he made it to four Super Bowls, 17 wins and seven playoff losses. Is a yeah, that's a great playoff record. record. That's a pretty yeah. decent record. That, uh, and he had the best regular season record too. So, Especially when you think how shit they were. The football team, I'll call them that for now. Yeah. How shit they are as a franchise since he's been, well, since he left. Yeah. Uh, There's been nothing yeah, since then. Good. Right. Coach two, I'll give you the teams and he's, he's coached for a few different teams. It's uh, a lot of games, that. It's a lot of games. He most recently coached the Cowboys. He lost the Super Bowl with the Patriots and he won with the Giants. Parcells. Oh, Parcells. There you go. You get it. Yeah, Didn't have the best regular season record to be fair, but I think a lot of that was late in his career with like the Cowboys and stuff like that. He kind of faltered away a bit. And then uh, once he had uh, gave up. once he had Bill Belichick as his defensive coordinator. Oh, I mean, to be fair to me, yeah, he had, he had Bill Belichick as D coordinator. He had Lawrence su- Taylor yeah. playing linebacker. Like that's all you knew he needed. He's always had such yeah. good staff around him. Like when you think who's come from him, like Belichick, Sean Payton, like. Yeah, and there's, there's loads of other guys that I can't think of right now. But if you just Google Bill Parcells coaching tree, you will find a bevy of very good head coaches. He is the original guy when it comes to sort of people talking about coaching trees. And I know everyone says Andy Reid now with people like Peterson, Reich, McDermott, all these young coaches. But yeah, Parcells was the like he's the OG. You know? He is he's the, the OG. Tree. So yeah, there you go. The OG, that's your, right then, that's your legends. Another wonderful edition, then, Scott. Thank you very much. So, as Scott alluded to, there is a theme for this week's episode, and I should have introduced it at the start. But nah, I'm not the usual it. host, so I blame Ari for for not being here. Um, we are going to review some of the coaching decisions that have been made 
some of the, the new highs. Obviously, as we've been doing the podcast over the last few weeks, we've only been talking about games. We want to talk about those games in a bit more detail, so we've not left ourselves much free time for anything else. So there's a couple of these where we did mention them very briefly in a bit of news items, but we never really went into any sort of detail. So that's what we're here to do today. Ari couldn't be bothered to get involved, so he's not here. No, not yeah. really. He just, know, he, just, he just doesn't really know what to say, does he? he, he he's, you know, he's too busy back, piggybacking off our opinions and he didn't have time this week. So. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's either that or the fact that he's studying, you know, it, either or. Either yeah, it or. might be that. It might um, be. So we'll go through the jobs kind of as the announcements were, were made. So the first one was the Jags. So they made a bit of a splash with theirs. They went for Urban Meyer, a highly decorated college, college coach. Won the national championship three times, twice with Florida, had the likes of Tebow and Hernandez. Some dodgy behavior went on there. And there was also yeah. Ohio State as well when, when they won in 2014. So this is quite an interesting one for me because, say, wherever he goes, there is success, but it's not normally particularly sustained. He doesn't like losing, mm-hmm. and then he leaves because of stress. So I'm not really sure how this is going to go. I did think that were interesting when you said when when you mentioned that it were a really good point, and they mentioned it about a couple of weeks back about him not really being used to losing, and it's kind of the same thing you see with some quarterbacks in it, where they've not they've come from these big programs and they don't know how to how to lose, which sounds daft when you say it out loud, but yeah. it is true in the NFL you're going to lose, especially especially coming into a place like the Jags, yeah, where yeah he's got a lot of potential to turn that around because all right they've got number one pick, he can make Trevor Lawrence his quarterback should should start out straight away. Right, obviously, unless he's a massive bust and we're all wrong, but he should sort it out. Um, they've got a lot of potential with young receivers, young running back, which was pretty decent. They've got an offense to basically slot straight in, which is what he should make it an exciting team. Yeah, some decent pieces on, on defense. It's not. It, it's probably one of the finished Rosses. Rosses, I sounded well American. Yeah. <laughs> um, finished squads in the in the league, but they've got a lot of cap space to do something about it, so he can make a big splash. But I guess to me. I mean, I've been a bit nerdy and graded all these hires because I had nothing else to do after I finished work. And <laughs> I kind of, I want to, I want to be really excited by it, but I'll go over B just because I think it could actually be anywhere from like a D to an A. He could yeah. be, a, he could, he could completely turn around and make a big splash and just be ridiculously good, and they could be in playoffs next five, six years. Yeah. Or he could start slow and just think, "Fuck this." I agree. I think this is very boom or bust. This is either going to be great and, you know, they could become a perennial playoff contender every single year within like three or four years because there is still a lot of work to do there. Or he's going to be the man who fails, who ruins Trevor Lawrence, who, I don't know, just loses all sort of reputation. Well, not all sorts because he's still got a great college record. But, you know, his legacy will be tarnished quite a bit. And yeah, I, I can either see this going really good or really bad. I, I can't really see it being a middle ground. Um, it's yeah. going to be very interesting to watch. Um, speaking about kind of like the fact that he's not used to um, losing, his college record is 187 wins, 32 losses, which is a win percentage of 83%, which is absolutely I mean, outrageous. In the college that, that playoffs, he's 12-3, and three, and he's never lost a national championship game with the three that he's participated in. And um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Obviously, you mentioned how there's not a lot of talent on that roster at the moment. Part of that is because a lot of the players are very young. They've had a lot of draft picks recently. So 
if his message is going to get across to any professional player, it's more likely to be to the younger ones who are fresh out of college and don't necessarily know much different. But I can't. I, it could be a bit of a struggle if he had like a room of vet, a, a locker full of veterans, for example. That could be a yeah, bit sure. more difficult. Like you know, he's used to having all the power, being in total control, potentially even talking down to kids because that's kind of the way college goes. You can't do that in the NFL. <laughs> No. He's going to have to like properly get the respect of of the people there, and um, obviously, with a lot of, a lot of times when you see a head coach get hired, there's a GM getting hired as well. So they hired the former 49ers GM Trent Balke, which seemed quite interesting to me because this was the man who butted heads with Jim Harbour and caused that organization to just implode. And um, for, for probably what about five six years, they were feeling the effects of that until Shanahan turned up. So which of these two guys are going to be in control? Is Are they both reporting into the owner? Is Balky working underneath um, uh, Urban Meyer? Does he get control of the draft picks in the roster? Like It's going to be interesting to see how that power dynamic goes. Yeah, true. Um, I think, it, to me, I thought that was quite an Urban Meyer kind of hire. I think as much as... That's, that's a weird sentence to say. Uh, <laughs> even though, even though, yeah, he did butt heads with Jim Harbaugh. I think he's very much a personnel guy. He's not a, um, you know, somebody who's going to come in like Ozzie Newsom, who's next player, and yeah. I'd always, you know, pull with the players and is very likable. A lot of scouting knowledge. He seems like he's more of a personnel back, you know, take a back step guy. So if that leaves Urban Meyer in charge, then that's probably what he wants. It probably won't work out like that because. It rarely ever does, I guess, in NFL. There's yeah. always going to be some people clashing heads if they don't agree on everything. But at least they'll start off pretty well. I think they'll, if they don't agree on Trevor Lawrence, then they're probably off to a shit start. I mean, that's, there's no recovery from that. But it seems yeah. too straight up, straightforward for them to mess up so they can just then get on with it. They just need an O-line. Yeah. If they can get Trevor Lawrence yeah. in an O-line, they exactly. should be decent. But we've seen a lot with rookie quarterbacks. No matter how much talent they have, if you can't protect them, they'll fail. No, exactly. Going back to the Houston Texans when they had Derek Carr, not Derek Carr, David Carr. <laughs> they basically, that organization ruined him. Um, Donald with the Jets, you could say that he's been ruined. Andrew Luck, whilst he was incredible, we should have had 20 years of Andrew Luck, but we've had... Was it eight years or something like that we got I mean, Andrew Luck? Yeah, no idea. Um, um, even like Cam Newton, yeah, a lot of him is him running around himself as well, but he's took a ton of hits. Carson Wentz hasn't been protected very well. He took massive regression. So it's not just about nailing that first, nailing that quarterback. No. The, the offensive line is equally important, if not more. And when you look at kind of what coming up in the draft, it doesn't seem to be, it seems very top, um, top tiered again, where you've got, great offensive lineman up at the top that you, that you should be able to get some in the top of the first round and then potentially for guards in the in the second round as well but after that it seems like there's going to be a big drop off again just like last year anyone who's going to be a free agent is probably going to get kept on at the team, team they're already on if they're any good so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what sort of steps they make yeah true yeah I completely agree it's obviously the, the quarterback is it's kind of almost a finishing piece sometimes, but at least in the media and all the, the sort of stick we'll get, they'll be they'll be able to say, "Look, we've got our quarterback," and it kind of takes a bit of pressure off for True. a while. But yeah, I mean, it's got good potential, but uh, yeah, it could go anywhere. That one, it's a bit of a. We'll see what happens with the Jags. Yeah, it will be interesting to see, especially when they come to London. Hopefully, when 
the world can travel oh, again. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> right then, on to the next one. Um, so this is the Jets and Robert Sala. Now, I'm going to guess that this was your favourite pick because you are wearing a Jets jersey right that now. That is why I'm wearing a Jets jersey right now. You're right. It is my favourite pick. I, I've got I've an, an A grade. I've been nice to the Jets because they normally screw this up. And normally. They normally, screw, well, they normally screw something up anyway. I actually quite like Joe Douglas as a GM. Yeah. I think he had a decent draft last year. Um, Adam Gates wasn't his guy. He was never lasting the full season, and no. that much was that much was obvious. So last year, last year was a bit of a write-off. Uh, even though I think he's, you know, he got let's be honest, he got two first-round picks plus plus some for Jamal Adams, who's a safety, who didn't want to play there, and was about to get paid. Yeah, stuff That's like that. Good. That's a good trade. Pretty clever. It's pretty clever work as a GM, and I think Robert Sauer, he should have been hired last year. Like I think there's it, as much as there's a few this year that we'll talk about later. Salah was the guy last year I always thought was unlucky. Uh, that 49ers defense was took him to Super Bowl basically as much as mm-hmm. Shanahan uh, was obviously the head coach. This year again, they've been hit by injuries every week, and he's still put out a defense that's yeah. it's top five defense without all the players. And it seems like I think what I like about it for the Jets, it seems like a good uh, sort of players. Players coach, like people seem to like him. A lot of the you players see all that energy left. on the sideline, don't he's, you? Yeah, and I think for New York, he's got a good personality for that media. It is quite a, it's an area where they're going to, which is something Adam Gase desperately did not have. He, he was Mr. Bland, wasn't he? I mean, apart from when he looked drunk in his first press conference, there was nothing yeah. interesting about him. So I think Salah will be exciting, and I think that's what he'll. He'll get a lot of support from the media, which is quite yeah. important in New York. I definitely. Uh, I think your point about the uh, the defense being devastated by injuries this year, but still having a good season. Obviously, you know, last year they were incredible, so they did take a step yeah. back. But to have that many injuries and still be a good defense was pretty incredible work. Um, like he's already said that he's not gonna be calling the the plays. So he's given that, like that he's given he's given that up, which which is quite good. That gives him time to actually focus on on the game and the and management stuff, which quite often we see with the uh, especially with some of the like new offensive coordinators who get the head coaching job, they tend to struggle yeah. with that to begin with. You see that quite a bit. I mean, just look at Anthony Lynn. Um, so it'd be <laughs> interesting to see that. I think one thing for me with his scheme is it seems like you need very specific people for it. So the 49ers had the perfect people for it, an incredible roster with a lot, with, with some depth as well. So we saw that with the injuries, there were people coming into play. Like, do the Jets have that at the moment? Like, all they have is Quinn Williams, who's great, Marcus May, who's great, needs paying, yeah, and then sure. that's it. So how 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 is he gonna how is he gonna do this? Is he gonna bring in his scheme and make it fit around people, or is he gonna be a bit more flexible and kind of build it around what they already have? So that's gonna be something that will be for us to watch for. I think one thing that I can definitely see happening is Richard Sherman, free agent. I can see him coming yeah. in as much as a teacher as anything. Um, or someone that knows the system, a lot of experience. He's going to bring someone to like with a winning culture as well, because I think that's one thing the Jets need more more than anything really it's just a complete culture repair a culture rebuild and joe douglas seems like a good fit for that and salah seems like a another good addition to it so um it's gonna be interesting to see where the jets go obviously the big thing for them is going to be what they do at quarterback so they're going to keep donald they're going to draft a rookie are they going to um trade for deshaun watson are they going to trade for matthew stafford we don't know what we don't know what's going to do be great i think watson 
seems like the most obvious choice of all the things if they can pull it off. He's, he apparently said he favours the Jets over the Dolphins, and anyways, I mean, we'll see if that's true or not. But yeah, whether what's naturally goes anywhere, I'm, I'm a bit unsure. But in terms of the, what the Jets do, yeah, the uh, Donald. I don't think they're completely given up on Donald. I think Adam Gase actually helps Donald. The fact that everyone blames him and just says, "Well, we can we can sort Donald out." He's obviously talented. He does make a lot of Yeah, exactly. That's kind of a, that's what everyone's been saying. I, I've yeah. noticed is that we're quite talented after Gase. Uh, so I don't think they're completely, you know, forgetting about Donald. But when they come out and openly back Sunday, to me that says they're probably just trying to dangle the idea of and up, up his trade value a bit. Yeah. So it, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see them trade for Watson. I think Donald would probably be part of any trade to do with that and a bunch of first round picks. Like it's going to yeah. take if Khalil Mack was three first round picks, to Sean Watson should be at least five. But who knows how it will go? Like we've never seen a trade of a rookie quarterback. Kind of like not at their height because if you think about it, Deshaun Watson is still probably like five years away from his prime because they always say how your brain is lagging behind your yeah. body in terms of your physical skills. So Deshaun Watson, in theory, is only gonna get better and better and better. I think one of the best things about Salah, this being my final point, before, and, and then we can move on. Um, he's bringing Mike LaFleur with him, so he was the passing game coordinator for the 49ers, the baby brother of Matt LaFlower. So it's just going to be it's going to be Shanahan's system. So everywhere Shanahan's system goes, it works well. So Sean McVay basically runs Shanahan's system. Yep. that's great. The Packers' offense, for, for as much as we slate Matt Lafleur for the, the decisions that he makes, sometimes and how conservative he is, it's a very good scheme. It's very efficient. So there's a lot of promise there for whoever is going to be the quarterback. Yeah, true. Um... Yeah, it seems like he's got he's putting good guys around him, which I always think is a smart uh, coaching move. Um, I think the ones that try and you know think they can do it all themselves, it's just stupid. They, they need good 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 support. Too big them, an so. ego, that isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy with it. I think they've got a lot of work to do with the Jets. Like you say, they've got a lot of pieces to add to it, but they've got the either draft capital or they've got the sort of cap space to do it. So. They've got options anyway. That's the point. Yeah. They do. All right, then. We'll go on to the next pick. So this was the Chargers. So they surprised everyone a bit. It went with a defensive coach. So obviously with the way that Herbert played, everyone was like, right, they'll go offense, won't they? But they didn't. They went with Brandon Staley, who doesn't even have to sell his house, probably, and gets to stay in the same stadium, (laughs) which is pretty unheard of. I mean, it's very unheard of. I don't think it's ever happened before. Um, So I think... Obviously, he, this is kind of another guy. He's kind of come from nowhere, so he's had one year experience as a defense as a defensive coordinator with the chart um, with the Rams. Sorry, obviously that defense was great this year. What you kind of did see in the playoff game when Aaron Donald was seventy percent, the defense didn't look anything like it, like yeah. it had in the regular season. So, is that something to watch out for? Maybe. I mean, I think one good thing is. He does come from like Vic Fangio's um, side of things in terms of the scheme, and that seems to work very, very well. It seems to translate across a lot of different forms, a lot of different teams. Um, and I was listening to the Chris Long podcast earlier on today, and he was saying that a lot of the people that he's spoken to um, who have either been coached with this guy or have worked with him have got nothing but good things to say. So well, that could just be a bit of a fluff piece, who knows? But I think it's quite promising. You know, he's. Um, I think he was a he played on the offensive side of things like when he was in college and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. He's been a 
special special teams coordinator as well as special teams coach as well and then I was defensive coordinator now head coach so he's obviously got a wide well a very very wide knowledge of of um of all aspects of the game so it's gonna be interesting to see how it works yeah I mean I've been a bit harsher on him than than some of the other guys so far a great to see I think the thing is, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of experience for the, for his age. Like I say, I, I always like guys that have been special teams coordinators or coaches. You know, I think there's people like John Harbour, Belichick have done had that past, yeah. and it, it does seem to make good coaches. They seem to be able to. I think the thing is, they've got a coach all the team, and they've got they're not just specialists mm-hmm. on defensive or offensive, so they've got a, a good understanding of the whole locker room. Uh, but I don't know, something about him just doesn't seem that inspiring. It seems just like he's this sort of timid guy who probably. I bet he's one of the, they're always going to know about how they interview, don't they? And how how well his coaches interview and what they do in the in private. Yeah. I can imagine he's a really good. I bet he's the type of guy that owners love, and he interviews really well, and he's quite intelligent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, his achievements so far. You're right. He's got led a number one defense that was led by Donald and Ramsey. How, how do you fail? I, I don't really know yeah. what he's achieved to get a head coaching job. He's by no means the least qualified head coach in hire. We'll get onto that guy, but it just <laughs> Tease. yeah yeah I don't know he he didn't as a Raiders fan in the division I wasn't completely I wasn't shitting myself at it. there was a lot of coaching hires out there available out there that would have worried me more as somebody in the division than yeah. I might be wrong we just don't know we just don't know a ton about him so maybe that's why uh, and maybe proves proves me wrong but yeah I don't know it seems like a bit of um. A bit of a surprise. It is definitely a surprise, and yep, not was a surprise. I, not when I'm like you say. I thought with Justin Herbert, they would be going all in on offense. I'd, I'd be getting a bit worried that the Reds have got to outscore Chargers every weekend when they've got a better defense. Well, yep. twice a year. Twice a year. Um, but I think the, the defensive hire is because Antonin went so badly wrong. I think they've gone. They've gone. Opposite. Do you think? I think they've gone as, as opposite as possible to Antonin. <laughs> I think that's kind of what it is. Yeah, I mean that's a team. That's a kind of trend, isn't it? That teams yeah. do quite a lot. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I think. I think with this one, I think they've just genuinely taken the one who they think has worked best. Everyone says that Tom Telesco has connection to this guy Fair from enough. way back in their college days, and I think, you know, from what we have heard, everyone that the guys coached all the players seems to rave about him in terms of they've put he puts each of the players into the best position to win, to do their job well and to make and to make them excel. Like like Jalen Ramsey, obviously we all know how great a corner he is. But he, he even he took a step up this year and he was incredible. Like when you look at when we I think it was a few weeks ago, Ari was reading the stats out, wasn't he, of the people who'd been against um yeah. Ramsey. He'd been a great some he'd gone against top tier players and he'd pr- practically shut them down. So I think you know, if he can make already elite players even better as well, and then you saw the other cornerbacks for the Rams have their best seasons. Um, obviously, you've got Derwin James, you've got Joey Bosa on there as well. So he's got some stars to work with, just like he had on the Rams. So it will be it will be quite interesting to see what happens. I think another thing that I enjoyed seeing from his press conference was where, and hopefully this isn't just empty words, but he said how the offense was going to get built around Herbert and what he does best. 
Yeah, they're not going to force a system on like we've said before with young true. quarterbacks. The worst thing that you can do is force them into a system and try and mold it around, and, and try and mold them into something they're not. You need to mold your system around them. So it's promising that that's the, the direction that they're going to go in. And I, I think this sneakily could be the best hire, like in the long run. That's. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me by any means, and he's definitely got a lot to work with. So there's there's. You know, what did they go this year? They went seven and nine. The Chargers did they go six and ten in the end? They're around that. It was either six or seven wins, yeah. Yeah, six or seven. So a lot of close losses, just like yeah, always. They've got a lot of they can improve pretty quickly on that record. You could be looking next year and going, Oh, look, the Chargers are ten and six. Yeah. And, you know, it wouldn't be surprising. But a lot of players coming back, he could look like he's done a really good job without having to do much, which is probably quite a good situation to be in. So yeah. You know, he's probably gonna do a good job. Um but I didn't. I didn't think it was the most inspiring thing in the world. No. Yeah. I mean, I expected someone like Brian Dable or the enemy there. To I, be honest, I did. I thought Dable fit perfect. Like, yeah. What he did with Josh did. Allen, I thought that was perfect. But yeah. yeah. Right then. Um, next one. So this was probably the most bizarre press conference I've ever seen outside of Adam Gase when he was announced <laughs> as the Jets head coach. This Dan is, Dan of course, Dan Campbell for the Lions, who. I mean, I don't know what you thought about the press conference, but it just really confused me. <laughs> Again, he's someone that everyone, all the players that he's worked with before and coaches that he's been around, everyone seems to like him. He's been the interim head coach at the Lions, on the Lions, sorry, the, the Dolphins, Dolphins, when they got rid of Joe Philbin. Um, obviously, he's been the assistant head coach at the Saints, apparently, whenever Sean Payton was busy with other stuff. He would run training, um, he, he would run practice, he'd run meetings and stuff like that. So everyone says that he's great, he's great at his job. I just find it really weird that he said those things he did in the press conference and then the little plaque outside his office has got his name, head coach slash the dude. I'm just like, that kind of took every like sort of bit of promise away from this hire as being anywhere near good. Um <laughs> Obviously, I think the, the last point I'll make and then I'll let you talk. Yeah. Six-year deal seems a bit insane for me. All these coaches nowadays seem to get really long deals, which is strange when you consider the fact that they are fully guaranteed contracts. So if it fails after three years, you fire them. You're still paying them for three years. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, to me, that signaled um, that Stafford was probably going to move on and they were going to draft a rookie quarterback because... Six years is obviously time to develop a rookie quarterback and try and get them into their second contract. So I think when this announcement was made, that kind of signaled that he was going to leave. Obviously, that announcement did come a few days later. Um, but yet, to me, this is one you said you weren't particularly inspired by Brandon Staley. I'm not particularly inspired by this, and the press conference made me nervous. Uh, yeah, I... I had to, <laughs> I'll be honest, I had to double check who he was when he first got announced because I knew I recognised the name and I was like, I can't think who the hell this guy is. Like, yeah. yeah I'm, as soon as I checked his name, I, I did remember obviously his little stint with the Dolphins, but and he actually had a decent record, but you know, that's an interim coach for half a season. Who really gives a shit about that? It was about six years ago. So it's not it's not like it was two it was not like it was a year and a half ago and then he went to go go work under Sean Payton for a year and yeah. that's it. he's not he's, he's come back out of it. It was a long time ago and he was Okay, fine. He was the assistant coach to Sean Payton, but he was a tight ends coach. He wasn't exactly. defensive coordinator. He wasn't D coordinator. He wasn't special teams coordinator. I mean, he was an ex tight end who was coaching tight ends. 
Yeah, not, that's not the biggest amount of experience in the world to go. Yeah, to I think that he's he's going to be very much like the CEO type, isn't he? Like you, we do quite often now see see the guys with the schemes. So um, Robert Salah, for example, bringing his scheme over. Staley taking his scheme over to his new team. Urban Meyer probably a bit more of a CEO type as well. Um, obviously, with that Dan Campbell, you're looking at the people he's brought around him. So he's brought in Anthony Lynn as the offensive coordinator, which I think actually could be quite good. It's like, not a bad shout, yeah. Whilst Lynn had his big faults as a um, head coach with like his time management and in-play decisions, I think as a coordinator, the kind of the scheme that he brings in terms of wanting to run the ball mm-hmm. and how that can work could could, could have success. Um, and then obviously Juice McAllister, who's um, is that his name? I think I might have got his second name wrong there. Uh, no, Juice Staley, is it? Juice the Staley. Guy from the he, Eagles. He's, he's been really Eagles. well thought of. That's the he's one, yeah. He's come over as well. So um, it, it seems like he's putting a decent staff around him, which is just as important as the head coach himself. So, again, interesting to see what happens. But obviously a lot of change with Stafford going as well. It's just what are the Lions going to do? I don't know. I mean, it, it's a weird... I I won't talk to Grace. I got it at a D just because that press conference I just thought was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. But uh, he went on for about three minutes about biting people's knees off. Yeah, it was confused. Started me. to get a bit. Started to get a bit borderline fetish. I, after a while, I think he said he was going to bite kneecaps like four times. But yeah. I'm like, there's only did, two yeah. kneecaps on the body. So <laughs> where are you finding these two extra kneecaps from? And I mean, I mean, one thing about his press conference is he was right. The Lions are going to get knocked down. A hell of a lot. They are going to be on their ass most weeks, but Very true. especially with a rookie, a rookie quarterback. I'm glad for Stafford that he's getting out of there. I absolutely Same. love Matthew Stafford. He's top five talent, and he always has been. He's just always well, been in the Lions. So what would you expect? But uh, so I'm, I'm happy for him for that. But yeah, he's an ex Lions player. He probably knows the sort of organization pretty well. That probably helped him when he got hired. But I think he's one of these guys that will try too hard. When you said he put that, he put the the dude on his plaque. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like he's yeah, it's like he's a you know on his press conference he was like trying to be overly Mister Motivational and Mister like I'm gonna come here and sort this out and you're going yeah. I just don't buy it. I, I just thought you're just talking shit after uh, it's rambling on. Yeah, it's a bit weird. So like I don't know, said, it kind of confused me. Mister Motivator, and I feel like he's the kind of guy that wants to be best friends with everyone. Yeah, he does. Like they're the kind of people that really annoy me. They annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you come in and tell me I'm a dickhead and just exactly like just don't be. Yeah. A lot of that is is the British sense of humour, but also just our personalities. But yeah, yeah, so it it was a weird one, but I can you know I can see it because he's an ex Lions player and. Yeah, I, I guess I can see that they wanted they saw Sean Payton as his mentor and all that sort of stuff. But no, I'm not I'm not buying into it too much. Yeah. And it's the Lions, so they will fuck up anyway. So we'll probably right. Exactly. The poor Lions. The poor Lions. Anyway, Matthew Stafford is free. That's the main thing. Love it. Right then. Uh, next one. So we're the Eagles and Nick Siriani and I didn't know who this guy was, to be honest. Um, just like with the, the Texans guy who we'll come on to next, but Nick Sirianni comes from the Colts. And to me, all this says is that they wished that they had Frank Reich and they could have hired him. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it is true, probably. I'm sure I'm sure it is. But I actually quite like this hire. Uh, Marcel and Marcel, just because I, I give it a B. I don't know, I keep grading them. 
quite like it. I'll give it a B. Um, I just love the scheme fit more than anything else. It yeah. definitely suits Wentz 100%. It does, I mean, it's, and it's a big statement as well. I quite like when the you know, organisations kind of just balls out, this is what we're going to do. And it's, yeah, that they're going to push Wentz, make him, they're going to want him to be quarterback. They've made smart backroom hires, you know, hired, I can't remember the guy's name now, actually, but um, experts that are in wide receiver coaching, quarterback coaching, mm-hmm. and defensive backs. So they've focused on the areas that they struggled in, uh, especially last year. And like you say, he's under that sort of Frank Wright system, which is when Wentz was an MVP. Yeah. Well, it was MVP. It was MVP until he, until he uh, tore his ACL. So I'll, I'll give him more credit than just saying candidate. Uh, so it, yeah, it should work. Um, obviously, what he's going to be like as a head coach. That's the unknown bit. Has he got, you know, let's like say you said on a couple of guys, Anthony Lim is a good example. Maybe a great coordinator, probably has a good system. Is he going to make good game time decisions or that yeah. sort of side of it? Uh, I think the Eagles have a good GM to back him up. He's made some. He's made some bad decisions yeah, recently. He's had some bad decisions, but free agents he, haven't worked either. No, but I think what he what he is good at is at least aggressive. I think you're not going to be left yeah. kind of wanting to be, oh, we could have hired that guy, we could have made this trade. It might not work all the time, but he will go for it, and I think that's what somebody... Like, He'll needs. go for it, but being aggressive has kind of led to them where they are now, where they're in a cap, cap. hell. Yeah, they are. And they, have an old, <laughs> and they have an old roster, and Carson Wentz's contract is bad. Like The Carson Wentz and Jared Goff contracts, I think, are going to be looked back at. I mean, I think Wentz could come back and be a good quarterback. But the contracts that they got were both pretty insane, and I don't think people will get contracts like that again. I certainly hope not, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, so it just completely fucks up the franchise if it goes bad. And my big question for this isn't so much around Nick Sirianni. It's going to be, what are they going to do at quarterback? Because from the sound of things, the locker room doesn't like Carson Wentz. They don't want Carson Wentz. So how are they going to feel when they're when they kind of see Wentz being forced upon them as a starter. So if they see in practice that Jalen Hurts is out, outperforming Wentz and he outperforms them in some preseason games, for example, but they go into week one with Wentz as their starter, that's a bad message to your locker room. And yes, that might be something that comes from the GM and the owner, but as the head coach, how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to deal with your players' reaction? Because I don't think that they'll react well at all if there's not a true competition for the quarterback. It is true. I mean, the Jalen Hurts thing makes it all the more weird. I, I, I did think when uh, Doug Peterson got sacked, I thought that was kind of it for Wentz. I thought it was probably, they were just going to clean clean out and really? move Wentz on. I thought that was a big sign and, but, that they want to force Wentz as a starter. Well, I guess I kind of thought that he, you know, he was the guy that, has been with him since the start. I know, I know he's, he butted heads a bit with him last year, but I thought it was a, we're going to start again. But then when they've hired somebody that basically is everything pointing towards Wentz, exactly. that bit surprised me a little bit. But, Especially um, when Howie's the one that drafted Hurts as well. That's the weird thing. Howie's brought this problem upon hurts. himself. I wonder if it would be weird to see if they could uh, they could flip Hurts for more than, more than the trade, more than the drafted. But I don't think that's the plan. I think it should be a, obviously he was impressive last year. It's you know it's not a bad situation to have a good backup, but it's um, you're right. It could cause a bit of problems who they end up playing and how they perform. 
but I, I just I believe in Wentz a bit more than most do. Um, I'm, quite a bit, I'm probably too big yeah. of a fan of Wentz, especially compared to like, no. perform last I, year. I think he can go back. I just think he. Do, I, I don't think it should be in Philadelphia. I think it should be somewhere else. Not only because of um, the kind of, I think just the atmosphere around that team and Carson Wentz just seems really negative, whether it's from the fans or from the players themselves. Like everything that you heard was just that they don't like him and they I don't mean, like the how fans, he's acted. So, yeah, the fans are historically bad to whoever's, unless they win, then the fans are historically, uh, well, yeah, towards got... any sort of guy. So, I guess that's not went specifically. The team is obviously a bit of a concern if they're not a fan of him. But obviously, you don't know. You don't know what reports are actually true or not. Be it's, it's a weird one to actually see him at all. So it don't. It's not a good sign. But yeah, yeah I, I, I had to quite like the hire overall. Though, like I say, that that part of it aside, who they go with, uh, I quite like the coaching hire. Yeah. All right. Another white guy hired. Well done, NFL. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, right then, our final. Uh, head coaching hire then, which was coincidentally today, I think hey. it was. Was it, was it today? Well, you missed one out. You missed one out if that's the fan, if we went to final. Who've I missed out? Falcon. Falcons. Oh, Arthur Smith. Right. <laughs> missed out Arthur Smith. You're so excited to talk about this, whoever the, David the Texans have hired. <laughs> yeah, right then, okay. Yeah, that's what, Arthur, Arthur Smith. Smith then. Um, yeah, for the Falcons, like you said. Um, I quite like this hire. Um, again, maybe not necessarily kind of he might be great at in-game things initially I think he could be a guy who maybe struggles with in-game stuff and then finally gives up the play calling and then becomes good as like a CEO type but again another question at quarterback like with a lot of these teams what will they do will they take with Matt Ryan will they go for a complete rebuild and try and flip him probably not contracts not great um I feel like they're gearing up for one more year with Matt Ryan. Even if they took a quarterback this year, Justin Fields has sat there. They should take Justin Fields regardless. Yeah. Um, just because you've got something for the future and Matt Ryan's old and is a dinosaur in this day and age. But I think overall, this was one of the better hires. I, I don't mind it from like scheme fit and all that sort of thing. Uh, it's got C plus. C, it's a C, B kind of thing. I think he's, you're right, I can see him being the type of guy that struggles with, he's a very good coordinator, and I wonder if that's his upper limit. Is he going to be a guy that's a good coordinator? Kind of like Dan Quinn, when he came in. You know, Dan Quinn actually is a good coordinator, and he's, you know, came in, did a decent job to start with, but maybe just got a bit lucky with everything came together perfectly that year, Shanahan running the offense, all that sort of stuff. Um, As soon as Shanahan left, he went to shit. Yep. So that kind of coach where... Yeah, he needs everything perfectly around him. I'm not sure who he's hired around him, to be honest. Arthur Smith, I'm not sure what kind of coordinators he's got. But I do think it's a good fit for Matt Ryan. It's that kind it's a similar and system Julio to Shanahan. Jones as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar system to Shanahan ran. So it should be good for those guys when yeah. they were playing the best football. Uh when obviously when Ryan won the MVP and stuff like that. But then it is a you know, they do seem like a team that needs to rebuild. So I, I'm not. I really don't know what they're going to do in that round because you're right. I think they're going to the keep contract it. trade. I think they're going to have to. I don't I think, think there'll be much to. of a trade market, but definitely, if one of those top three quarterbacks are there, they should they should definitely make that move. And if not, they should just look towards next year, which probably won't be a very good draft class from the, the looks of things. 
apart from the, the top guy, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Julio Jones should benefit from this. We saw what AJ Brown yeah. did. AJ Brown is an incredible talent. Julio Jones is probably the best talent we've ever seen in the NFL outside of Aaron Donald. So, um, and Patrick Mahomes. So that's going to be really interesting to see if he can make any sort of step up in his, what was it, like 32, age 32 year or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, Jerry Rice played till he was nearly 40, didn't he? So, I mean, Jerry Rice was a freak of nature. He was. Julio Jones is a freak of nature. That's true. <laughs> like, he couldn't <laughs> that's do it. <laughs> yeah. I think the one concern for me is so much of that Titans offense was built on play action. The Falcons don't have a running back, so they'll have to draft one. Um, which which works second third round you can, can find you yeah. can find great great running backs um, but Matt Ryan so the play action needs obviously a slightly mobile quarterback who can you know do the um, sell it a bit better who can yeah who can work through the rollout a lot better and does still have the ability to maybe extend the play with his legs if he has to yeah if, true. The, if the field opens up in front of him we said Matt Ryan is a dinosaur. I mean, so, yeah, it's good. That, that's an interesting I, mold. It is, I can definitely see them in the second round. They're going to be quite high up second round. And somebody like uh, Najir Harris, I never pronounced his name right, Malabama, somebody like that, top of the second round. Still there. He probably will, but I don't. I think people are starting to let running backs drop a bit. If he's you know around there, somebody like that would be would be great in offense. So yeah, they could um, they could find people that fit. You're right, Matt Ryan's probably a one-year gap. Stop gap and then they'll probably move on once he can get yep. out of his contract. But uh, still a good fit, just not sure about Arthur Smith as a, an actual head coach. Yeah, so. fair enough. There's, there's always going to be doubts with you guys, isn't there? Speaking yeah. of doubts, we'll end it on a... Um, well, I mean, out. not a positive <laughs> note, but just a... a the biggest doubt of them all. Um, so the Texans today announced that they've got David Cully as their head coach. Um, so this was the only good thing about this hire, and I feel like this might be probably won't be the best thing to say, is that he is a minority coach. So obviously there's been a big push Idea. recently with the Rooney rule and trying to make improvements from that. You know, they've offered incentives to teams who can groom up coordinators or any coaching staff who then go on to get head coaching jobs. Um so kind of a part of this, you know, the Ravens received two for two third round picks. But what are the Texans getting? They're getting a 65-year-old first-time head coach. Um, so I don't really know how this is going to work. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of experience as a coach. Obviously, he's 65 years old. Um, but there's nothing notable that he's really done. Or I mean, he's been part of good teams, like with the Ravens at the moment. But I mean... He was the wide receiver coach for the Chiefs when, in that year when they had no wide receivers get a touchdown catch. That's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah go I feel like Josh McCown, who's probably going to be part of their offensive staff, I feel like this is just a hire to let Josh McCown learn how to be a head coach and then he'll take over in three years, two or three years' time. There's talks about Lovey Smith coming on as the defensive coordinator. Tampa 2 system does not work anymore. That's been the case for, what, 10 years now? Maybe longer. Um, um, And I feel like they made this higher to kind of appease Watson, potentially. Yeah, yeah. And then he wants... We knew that he wanted out anyway, but now now it's been made official. So I just don't know what's happening with this team. 
Well, I well, feel like I do know what's happening with this team. You do. It's Jack Easterby's in charge. That's what well, is happening my, with this team. My, my analogy was like, you know how with Star Wars, all you need to destroy the Death Star is to destroy the engine. That's all. With any Star Wars ship, all you need to do is destroy the engine. So is Jack Easterby the fighter pilot for the Rebel Alliance flying into the Death Star to destroy it? With the but Texans the being the Texans, Texans being the Death Star. Yeah, just I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know get Jack it. Jack Easterby is working for, but it's not Texans. It's crazy. Like even even the high of Nick Casario as the as the GM. Like yeah, he's come from the Patriots. who have had a lot of success. Bill Belichick's not been able to draft anyone no. for ages, and it's just the fact that he's been such a good coach has the fact has marred the fact. Sorry has taken away from the fact that he's not been a very good drafter um, yeah. or particularly good GM recently. So I don't, I didn't even like that hire in the first place. I don't. This is just bizarre. Like I know we said, we'll talk about people like Dable and the enemy who haven't been able to get a job. I think part of that is because the fact that they've been successful and they've had to, you know, because their team's been going well in the playoffs, they've had to wait. Um, but I just, I just don't get it. Like you could have had the enemy. You could have had Dable. You could have had anyone compared to like, David, like you said, David Tillett. You said he had the not noticeable, uh, not notable. He has. It's just shite. Like you said, that that year with the Chiefs, where yeah, yeah, they had no touchdowns. It's pretty notable, just for they were completely That's wrong true. reasons. Good point. He, this last season, he arguably coached the worst position group in the entire in in football. The Ravens why. Receiver court is awful. <laughs> yeah, it's not like good. you can you can sort of say Lamar out for I don't buy into that side of it, but you can you can put anything on it. He was the pass game and wide receiver coach for a team that if they had any resemblance of a wide receiver, might have won the Super Bowl. Like yeah. they would have been up there, but they had the worst core in the entire league. And he's got a head coaching job. Like this doesn't make any sense. Like at the age of sixty five. Age sixty five. I, that's actually, I'd generously give it an F. That's actually been quite nice to him. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how he's even got a job, but as a coach, this is a bit harsh. I mean, he's, he's obviously going to be like, you know, it's it's all fun for us. No, to not, like not as a, not as a coach this, at all, like, but yeah. a head coach. How he's got a head coach? Yeah. Off the back of what he's done is, I don't think that's harsh. I think, well, when you yeah. consider that they, they had interviewed Leslie Frazier, apparently they were thinking very highly of him. He's been yeah. the Vikings head coach previously. Um, you'll see that Bills defense has been good. They weren't great at the start of the season. They should improve yep. it towards the end. Um, I, I I thought he was gonna get gonna get the job. To be honest, um, it's just yes. bizarre. I don't know what's happening. I feel bad for any Texans fan out there. I feel really bad because you're probably not gonna have to show him Watson. Probably <laughs> not gonna have JJ Watt. Will Fuller won't re-sign there unless they decide to pay him the biggest amount of money ever because he'll stay for the money. I just don't get it. Like This I, is going to be a team of absolute nobodies. No, I don't get it either. It's going to be a... It's, it's like they watched the Jets and the Jags last year and just and said, went, hold my beer. Hold my, hold my beer. Yep, yeah. um, we can do this worse. And if Watson goes, which I hope he does for his sake, are they going to win a game? You wouldn't think so. <laughs> you can't see it. You can't yeah, see I mean, it. They're probably going to, you know, it's just, they would be, they would be worse than the Jets last year. No, I think to and be the honest, Jets won two games, but 
they just need to they need to tr- trade what and um, trade Watson. To be honest, I would try and trade Tunsil. He's got a big contract, but yeah. they need to try and get back as many picks as they possibly can. Anyone that they have that resembles a good player, they just need to try and churn through them <laughs> and get back some picks because they've got nothing to work with. Yeah, yeah it's it's gonna. I feel bad for the people of Houston. Yeah, and I probably feel bad for the, actually as much as I just slated him. I feel bad for the coach. You know, he's going to go he's into the worst. He's in a lose lose. I feel like. Yeah, he is. So. Lose lose. Maybe anyway. if he t- hey, if he wins more than four games, he should be coach here. Oh, absolutely! I think if he wins two <laughs> games, give him it. Um, right then. So actually, that that, that leaves it on a fairly good place. So, if one of these coaches were to win coach of the year next year, who would it be? Who, who's the most likely? Robert Salah. Robert Salah. Straight away. I think he's got the... They, they can have the biggest improvement okay, outside the Jags. But, um, uh, if it, like I say, Urban Meyer will be boom or bust and I don't think he'll be boom in his first season. Uh, I think they can add a lot of new players and he can fit into that system if he wants to. But I think he just seems like a guy that will motivate the players. And yeah. I think the Jets actually have a lot more to work with than people giving credit for last year. It's just they were so bad under gears. Yeah, no, I agree. More, I think, yeah. it, I, I uh, think the, the Jets and the Chargers were the two best jobs here. And you're yeah. going to go with Salah. I'm going to go with Staley just because I'll be different to you. Um, and I generally think that they could actually be quite good as well. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, thank you everyone for listening we will come back next week hopefully we'll be back on Tuesday and obviously next Thursday we will have our big Super Bowl preview so until that time go well With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.